Hello and welcome to another Brandon Bonanza podcast. Before we get started, I'm going to go over the two ways that you can help support this show. First, you can donate by going to comedylol.com, clicking on the donate tab and sending us some sweet, sweet cash through PayPal. The second one is you can go to comedylol.com and at the top of the screen, click on the Amazon link, do all your Amazon shopping, and they give us a piece of it. And they don't charge you any extra. How wonderful is that? All right, guys, enjoy. Hear what I say. We are the business today. Function is finished today. All T&J. We the new PB&J. We dropped the classic today. We did a tablet of asses today. The joints with the matches and ashes away. Do me a favor. We dash away. Dollar in this and the pistol is grabbing away. All right, that should be good. We're still recording. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of the Brandon Bonanza podcast. And um, it wouldn't be much of a bonanza if I didn't have different types of guests on. And I know that I've had a couple comedians on lately. So this next guy, my guest today, he's not a comedian, although he is very funny. But um, I like to introduce everybody to my friend Joel. Say hi, Joel. How you doing, folks? Um, and my friend Joel, the reason I want to have him on today is it has really nothing to do with a lot of the stuff I talk about, but this time I wanted to talk about something that's a little different, and um, Joel is probably one of the most, I don't know if you'd say prepared people that I know, but in a way that kind of like, if you're going to imagine if the shit hit the fan and, um, you know, I don't know, some zombie apocalypse happened... Joel's house would be the one that I would come to. I would either come here or avoid it from fear of being shot at. No, just <laughs> Better be bringing beer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, but in all seriousness, though, I, I think that this is a um, this is something that a lot of people in society kind of overlook, which I understand. People are busy. They have jobs. Some people have two jobs. You have a family, and you don't really want to think about society breaking down. Like, I mean, for example, right now, I think Puerto Rico, most of it's still without power. Yeah, they kind of reset the clock, man. They're back in a third world country. I don't know. Can we say shithole now? Yeah. Or, or is that just kinda, we yeah. don't talk about that right is now. Is that too polarizing? Yeah. <laughs> and I, actually, I was just talking to another guy, Rafi Gonzalez, who's a comedian on another podcast, Pat What's the Sad. We were talking to him, and he was over there because he's from Puerto Rico, and he was saying how everyone, like the girls, when they get ready to go out, they have to get ready in the cars because they start the cars and they have the electricity, so they're getting ready. Goes So life is still kind of carrying on, you but know, just in a really weird it's, way. It's, uh, you know, just joking for the shithole end of it. You know, it's a beautiful place out there, but unfortunately, you know, you looked at a lot of locations that were, you know, built substandard to what we'd expect here stateside, and when yeah. the hurricane kind of rolled through, it reset their clock. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, it's, kind of a, it's kind of a big deal that they, you know, all you seem to hear about it the media is how uh, supposedly aid's not getting through and you know resources aren't getting where they need to be mm -hmm. and you know the concerns is it's it's very real in 2018 where we are now that you know unfortunately you know a country that's pretty close to continental United States is is pretty much reset their clock back to the stone age and some of those areas aren't gonna have power for years yeah oh yeah it, and it's really scary and that's kind of why I want to talk to you because I feel the farther, the more that civilization rises, and then you could look back in history at any civilization, the more they rise, um, the better it gets, the more luxury we have. And it, it's awesome to live in 2018 in the United States. But a lot of people lose the skills, the basic skills that humans have had for thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, or however long you think humans have been alive. You know, these basic skills like making a fire, hunting for your own food, stuff like this. Um, where I'm not, I don't really think, obviously, that 
we're going to need those anytime soon. But if a situation did happen where we were lost without power, say we got hit with a really bad hurricane here, and um, what was the one that just ripped through a couple of years ago? Oh, well, um, we had Sandy, we Sandy, had Irene. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's you bring up a really valid point. There's a lot of those wilderness skills or just society skills that have kind of evaporated over time because you know we live in an area where it's it's convenient. Mm-hmm. You know, and I can walk out of my house and I can go get something off the dollar menu. And, you know, I wouldn't know how to harvest hamburgers in the wild. You yeah, know, I wouldn't <laughs> know. You know, people are convinced that, oh, you know, if, if we lose power and, you know, the worst, you know, worst of these, um, you know, catastrophes happen. Oh, we'll just go in the, the woods and hunt deer. Mm-hmm. You know, and, the, and unfortunately, the deer are smarter than the majority of the population. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's yeah. why they're still around. Yeah, there's, you know, they, there's a lot of They know them. how to hide. <laughs> and, you know, it's if God forbid you ever shot a deer, would you know how to dress and prepare or cook and all that? And all that is is has become tribal knowledge. I mean, it's there on demand. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you don't see people going ahead and pulling that knowledge as part of a skill set growing up you know you're watching boy scouts of america go on the wayside you mm-hmm. know now it's kind of being corrupted by people who you know want to put their their daughters in there so they can get you know into west point being eagle scouts you know and it's just a lot of those hard skills are disappearing and you know we do see it in the more rural areas but you know a lot of what you see on all those tv shows like walking dead or or mm-hmm. you know world war z or whatever it may be you know when the shit hits the fan you know it's everybody in the city doesn't know what to do and we saw that with um you know just to qualify my background you know i work for um a company that you know we're fortunate enough to uh you know be uh wealthy enough as a country as a company where we can give back to society and give mm-hmm. back to our our customers that come to us and take care of them in the community in times of need. So I've I've been deployed out to you know multiple um, different types of incidents um, that have been disastrous, whether it's hurricanes or whatnot. And you see how fast um, society goes on its ear. Mm-hmm. And it could be your neighbors that you had a relationship for 20 years, you know. And as soon as the power goes down, and give it a week, where you know they didn't prepare and nothing's in in their cupboards, you know, half a tank of gas in the car. Next thing you know, you know, they're the ones at one in the morning with a flashlight looking in your bedroom window, you know, to see what you have. Mm -hmm. And it happens that fast. And we saw that in Katrina, you know, we saw that in Houston, you know, uh, and, and Maria. So it's, it happens that quick. And it's because, you know, we've, in my opinion, you know, we've gone ahead and lost a lot of those skills in translation because it's easy to go to Walmart. Yeah. It's easy. You know, to go to Outback when we want a steak, you know, and we forgot to give that on to our kids. And now, you know, you have a generation of millennials where it's, you know, I want people to do stuff for me instead of doing it myself. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's it's any sort of motivation that you see to bring that back is kind of – belittled or ostracized by the media nowadays yeah you kind of yeah i'm gonna go in the in the woods and you know and hunt something you know all of a sudden oh my god you're killing all the animals and i don't know about you but i do my best hunting with my jeep yeah 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 (laughs) there's plenty of deer around that's what i tell people yeah i think i think you bring up some great points and another thing i wanted to touch on was you mentioned people in rural areas and i really feel that if something does go wrong those people have a leg up kind of where, because of what you said because of their training uh, or not I don't know if they're training but just their upbringing they're probably used to hunting and fishing um, and, and working harder and there's also less people in those areas so we're in a population dense area somewhere Connecticut where I mean people are living on top of each other and we're close to New York City where it's the same thing so that's really another reason why I wanted to talk about this kind of stuff because I think we're in an extra um, dangerous potentially dangerous situation it's not like I'm sitting here saying the sky's falling doom's gonna happen i'm just saying that i think it could happen we should look at our past you know that the hurricane sandy i really believe that it had the potential to be a lot worse than it was people don't realize that 
the way the water was coming in, if high tide, like if that hurricane, I think lasted another hour, if high tide was an hour off, I think there would have been so much more water, you know, and we probably would have had massive power outages and, and I don't think people realize the state of our grid, you know, the electrical grid that we have. And, and I like, I don't really, like I said, I don't want to sit here and, and, and preach doom and gloom. I just think that a little bit of preparedness is great. Balance in every area is great. Right. I mean, and you have to have some of that, you know, especially if, if your parent, in my opinion, you kind of have that obligation to make sure that your family's taken care of. Yeah. And whether that's, you know, um, having a wood burning stove, having a chainsaw, you know, having extra cans of soup, um, you know, having, you know, assets that are tangible that you can barter with somebody else if need be. Hey, you know what? My generator's out of gas, but you know what? I got a couple bottles of Jack Daniels. I'll trade you for, <laughs> yeah. for that count oh, of yeah, gas that you priceless. got. <laughs> you know, that's the way how society goes real fast. I mean, you look at Puerto Rico, you know, the national currency down there, you know, but until recently was bottled water. Mm-hmm. You know, everything... That's what mattered. You know, you had people punching gas tanks to drain gas out of their neighbor's cars to, f- to fill their generators. And, you know, it's when you look back in the more rural areas, you know, hard work was part of survival. You know, mm-hmm. I've got to cut wood so I can have a fire, so I can stay warm, so I can cook dinner. And it just became a chore that had to be done where now we just adjust the thermostat. Mm-hmm. you know, essentially. And it's also, you know, we've kind of, with all the exposure we have with media being in our faces, you know, and not, you know, media being labeled as anything, but the ability to look at what's going on around the world, um, a lot of tragedy has been kind of marginalized as well. You yeah. know, we had a lot of people, you know, recently out in, in Houston where they, you know, to your point with the hurricanes that came up here, you know, they didn't want to leave their house. Mm-hmm. You know, when it gets to the point where, you know, now you're, you know, you got 13 feet of water, you know, and, and you're kind of stuck. Mm-hmm. And then they, you know, they all they want to do is have somebody to blame. You know, work ethic has disappeared along with personal accountability. You know, we're just hoping that, you know, especially here in Connecticut, which is kind of a blue state where we've kind of gone ahead and, you know, we rely on the government a lot. Yeah. And oh, we've yeah. kind of fostered a culture <laughs> of that where, you know, the government will save me. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, when we... You know, you see a lot of people, you know, taking that alliteration from when the zombies evade to, you know, change it into the free shit army. Like with what we saw in, in riots that we've had within the last 10 years where, you know, and I didn't prepare for myself. So when mm-hmm. the shit hits the fan, I'll just go take it from my neighbor. Yeah, you know, I've already yeah. done my recon. I know who has what. Yeah. And it's just easier instead of preparing now, you know, <laughs> yeah. where I can sit here and watch, you know, the NFL game. You know, instead of going out and, you know, getting my cardio in order or, you know, you know, instead of spending money on going to the movies, which costs a million dollars nowadays, you know, Mm -hmm. you should be putting stuff in your freezer. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, it's it's we look at the United States right now and never mind the political agenda and everything that's going on in the world where, you know, recently, you know, especially in our area, you know, within the last 15 months, we've had three terrorist attacks in Manhattan. Mm hmm. You know, and it's just, you know, you're starting to see this in Europe. You're starting to see, you know, what happened with uh, the shootout at that girl's concert, the shootouts in Vegas, you mm-hmm. know, what happened in Boston, where, all, you know, these lone wolf attacks, in my opinion, are going to probably be the landscape of what we're going to see going forward um, mm-hmm. when it comes to the people that hate the United States, for whatever their reason may be. And, you know, when you talk about preparation nowadays, you know, that's really got to you know, play a part, again, especially if you're a parent, you know, to make sure that you know if, if you happen to be in an area that happens to be a tragedy like that, you know, how do you how do you take care of your loved ones? And, um, you know, a lot of fire departments or, you know, some of the ranges that I go to, you know, they do ho- host um, first basic first aid classes or, you know, bleeding control classes. 
And, um, you know, it's some of them are less than a hundred bucks a class and it's skills and a skill set. You know, why wouldn't you want to learn how to, you know, have basic first aid or be able to yeah. take care of, you know, God forbid your kid falls down on their bike and you know, yeah. gets a bad, gets a bad cut. You know, and again, we go to, well, hopefully I'll have cell service and hopefully I'll just call an ambulance and, you know, hopefully, you know, mm-hmm. if I'm hurt, you know, I'll be alive by the time they get hurt. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we go back to skill sets that we see in more rural areas where that's, you know, that's a part of an upbringing. You know, here's basic first aid. Here's how to fix a broken arm or, or stuff like that. Yeah. And now it's, you know, how we fix each other is by calling 911, right? <laughs> you know, send me the amber lamps. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's exactly right. And um, I, I just, before we get, I want to talk to you kind of about what you do for preparation. I wanted to just add that um, if you're listening to this kind of, if you've ever been in a situation where there was an emergency, I've been in situations where there's like car accidents or things happen, you see that there's people that automatically react and they just start helping people. They just run over to someone, pull them out of a car, start working on them, and it's just a guy who's driving down the street. And then there's just people who stand there and videotape, and it. videotape it, or they're just in awe. And you know, who do you want to be? Who do you, you know? Do you think being one of those people who can automatically help somebody, boom, get them out of the car, whatever it is, you think you're going to be adding to society, or you know, are you going to be sitting there videotaping? Like, what what do you think would make a better society, a better world? Where would you want to live? You know, and that's kind of a little hippie-ish, but that's all right. That's where we go on the show. But anyway, I think it's, like you said, personal responsibility. Do you want to be the person who's helping out? And um, also, I don't, I think people really discount the panic factor when something happens. If you don't have any kind of basic training to fall back on, or uh, uh, if you have no familiarity or you're just like caught in shock, you might just stand there you know, and either get run over or who knows what's going to happen. So I think it's definitely idea, a good idea to get some training. So speaking of that, what uh what's some of the training and the preparation that you have um that i i guess that i could say you, know, that you could recommend maybe or <laughs> st- stuff that you do for yourself i i would definitely you know i'm a father i have a 13 year old daughter mm-hmm. um you know it's my biggest fear in life is not being able to see around the corner you know I've, I've worked in a line of work for the last 30 years, but that's a lot of what my, my job is in investigations is try to see around the corner to see what the bad guy's doing mm-hmm. and try to shut off those exposures before they become so. And so it kind of bleeds into my personal life as well. And you know what? If I can buy a $25 tourniquet, you know, take a $50 class on how to use it, um, you know, that's a better investment for me than, you know, if I go out to Outback and, you know, with a with my lady, with my daughter, and, you know, have, mm-hmm. have a dinner out there, I could buy three or four tourniquets and I could have them around the house because, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes down to uh, medical equipment, life-saving equipment, you know, that's the most important piece that you could have on you. I always have one within, you know, five feet of me. I'm looking at three of them right now, <laughs> you know, but that's, that's something where, you know, that's more of a reactive type of gear. You know, I have the training. I know how to use, use the, the tourniquet, you know, from a proactive standpoint, you know, it's, it's, yeah, I, I think, you know, you'd probably have to start off with your physical conditioning to begin with. You know, mm-hmm. if something did happen if, um, you know, you got in a car accident on the side of the road. And, you know, the good thing about Connecticut is you're no more than two hours from any sort of hospital. Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, even in the quiet northwest corner, you know, there's there's always some sort of, of medical response. But, you know, if or you like were... like a helicopter or something. Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. we got Lifestar, but, you know... 
can you walk, you know, two hours out to a road or something like that? You know, can you fix yourself if you're stuck on the side of the road? And this goes right back to, you know, having a tire plug kit and knowing how to change a tire. You know, we, you yeah. know, we joke about, you know, all the hipsters out there wearing the flannels, the work boots and the beards, but they don't know how to change tires. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, you know, we have special bathrooms for you guys now, but you know, it's, it's, you know, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm a gun enthusiast. I like to shoot a lot. I train a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I like the accuracy end of it, but it's also, you know, knowing how to use the platforms if they're available for you. You know, it's, I think I'm, you know, without going down the road of the second amendment and what it actually stands for, you know, I'm a proponent of everybody should own a firearm, you mm-hmm. know, it levels the playing field. There's a lot of people that are afraid of firearms right now for whatever the reasons may be, you know, there's been a lot of polarization within the media about it, but Absolutely. you know, I could leave mine on, on the front porch, you know, it's not going to walk off and kill anybody. Yeah, it's yeah. always the person yeah. operating it, mm-hmm. but you know, it's, it's a level set for society. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, I have a 13 year old daughter. You know, if, if somebody that's my height, my build, you know, 6'4", 210 pounds wants to take advantage of, of somebody of that stature, you know, firearm levels of the playing field, why wouldn't we want to afford people the ability to go ahead and protect themselves like that? So, you know, it's, but again, it's a skill set, you know, people should know how to operate them, mm-hmm. um, the same as a car, you know, so it's, preparation is really a mindset. And it's just, you know, it's, it's, some people are just happy to have their heads in the sand. You know, hope is not a solution. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a strategy. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's you do yourself a disservice if you're a parent, you do your family a disservice by not having some basic understanding of, you know, to your point, you know, how to go out in the woods and, and, and start a campfire and, you know, what it's like to be out in weather. Like today, it's about 30 degrees out. You mm-hmm. know, what, what would have happened if, you know, you got your little one in the car, the car breaks down? You know, some people don't even have a blanket in their car while you're waiting for AAA to show up because you don't know how to change a tire. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, w- the past few weeks, it's been below, you know, 20 degrees. Think yeah. about that. If it's in the middle of the night and you break down with your child, say, exactly. It's a great point. What are you going to do? You, you know, know, there's no cell service. Mm-hmm. You know, shame on you. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's. I've always had the background where, you know, if there's something that happens, I'm going to be the first guy running in there to, to try to help somebody out. That's just the type of person I am. And unfortunately, there's that's not a lot of society. Mm-hmm. And the majority of society now is would rather stand there and, and go Facebook Live. Yeah. You know, and yeah. look at this boat <laughs> on, you know, on the side of the road that decided to run and you yeah, know, run yeah. his car off the road. What an idiot. <laughs> World star. Yeah, you exactly. know, <laughs> you know, unfortunately, we kind of encourage that culture as well. Mm-hmm. You know, because it gets sensational on on the internet and whatnot, so we kind of encourage people to do that, and they would rather, oh yeah, they would rather want that some sort of notoriety than actually going in there and caring about their fellow fellow human. But you know what, <laughs> you can't make bad people nice. Yeah, that's true. I think you can really only take care of yourself, and I think if everybody was just able to do their best just to take care of themselves, like not even to be the person like you to run into that burning building, which is great that you could do that also. But if you could just if something goes wrong, if you could just Square yourself and your people away or your family or whatever it is. Then you're not a burden to your neighbor and he can help himself. And then maybe you guys can help each other. It's kind of like the thing where on an airplane when they say when the oxygen mask falls, make sure you put yours on first. You know, if you're just freaking out, then someone's going to have to like knock you over the head and put one on. And a lot of people don't understand that. It's like if you're dead, you can't help somebody. Yeah. You know, why would I put my my baby first? Put it on your head first. so You work. Then you can help somebody else out. And, you know, not for nothing, but the lady handing out the peanuts doesn't do a good job explaining that on the way in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, you know, some of them do. Though, some of them do. <laughs> you know, fire access to your left. I don't right. want to get any letters or crazy emails from flight attendants. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <I wish. laughs> Somehow I think they're probably the best audience for crazy emails. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can imagine. But, um, you know, it's, it's, 
you know, it's, we need to put that in people's mindsets more. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, we're seeing a lot of, of it stuff happening close to home here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially like with what happened in Manhattan where we had the guy with the rental truck and then we had the guy with the, the IED that blew himself up in the, in the subway. Yeah. You know, you just don't know nowadays where these things could happen and, you know, shame on you if, if you're not prepared. So, you know, it's, it's, we talk about a lot where, you know, time allotment, you know, uh, the older we get, the more precious our time becomes, you yeah. know, sometimes oh, yeah. it gets more precious than money, you know, it's, but where are you actually spending your time? What kind of preparations you actually? doing you know within 48 hours and weather like this if the power goes out you know it's it's cold you know do you get you know what i could probably grab 10 people maybe two of them know how to manually flush a toilet yeah you know it's yeah. it's silly things like that you know when you look at my preparations with what, what i do you know we got enough canned goods but you know i'm not sitting in a bunker somewhere's you know yeah, with a yeah. tinfoil hat you know listening to alex jones's gospel yeah yeah you know, yeah, yeah i, yeah, I kind of <laughs> You know, I kind of understand what I what I know to have here. You know, and I'm obviously not going to to advertise it. Cause yeah, I don't yeah. want people knocking on my door. But you know, it's it's we do get a lot of that. You know, we joke around when you open up the podcast. Hey, I'm coming to your house. You know what? While you were watching the Super Bowl, I was out. You know, getting my my act together. You mm-hmm. know, and it's and there's a lot of people that have that mentality. It's just I'm just going to go to Joel's house and hang out and you know yeah you know bring beer. But, uh, you know, what are you doing to prepare yourself every day? You know, what kind of medical training do you have? What kind of stuff is in, the, is in your head? Because that's probably the most important weapon that you have with being prepared mm-hmm. is, you know, have you gone through a basic CPR? You know, you know, you've got no obligation to help out the guy if he has a stroke in front of you, you know, and goes down. But, you know, what are you doing to, to at least take care of your family? Because that's kind of your obligation. Yeah. And think about how you might feel if something did happen and you couldn't help. That That's something that, you know... If you're in the wrong mind place, that could haunt you for a long time um, if you don't learn to let go of things. So, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, one last, The last thing I really want to talk about is, so if I came to you and said, Joel, you know, I love what you're saying. You're right. You know, I'm a, I'm a moron. I've been sticking my head in the sand. What can I do? Where can I start? What do you suggest to the average person listening to this who maybe has, I'll think of like a friend of mine, a good friend of mine who has one kid. He has a wife. He lives in a house. And he's been asking me recently about, you know, uh, he wants to learn how to shoot and stuff like that. So kind of somebody that point of view was open to this idea, but they live in a normal residential house. You know, if the power went out, they'd be screwed within two days. What would you say to them? What I would say is, is take a blank sheet of paper and a pen or write down a triage on what would be important for you. Mm-hmm. You know, do you have the right medical supplies for your family? You know, is anybody in your family, you know, on certain types of meds, you know, where they might need to have those in stock? You know, do you have somebody that's diabetic? Do you have somebody that... Um, you know, that where you need EpiPens or, or mm-hmm. you know, get that stuff in stock, you know, pay it for, you know, have it just in case you need it. Um, you know, definitely some sort of medical um, knowledge. And, you know, a lot of your fire departments, your first responders, those folks are absolutely great references. You know, some some offer free classes, some offer that, um, some classes that you have to pay. I'm not saying go out and get EMT trained, mm-hmm. but a BLS, a basic, basic life-saving course is good. Your CPR, um, uh, working on like a bleeding control, you know, anything that would have to do with tourniquets or whatnot, I would say should be a standard for everybody. Everybody yeah. should. Heimlich maneuver also. Right? Things like that. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know what? Build yourself a good first aid kit. You yeah. know, don't just buy one out of CVS. You can source all the stuff on Amazon, but get your medical in fixed mm-hmm. first and then take a look at your household. You know, what would happen in with 48 hours of no power? What would happen within a week? What would happen if we had that? 
uh, nasty snowstorm that we had a couple years ago where everybody was just stuck. I mean, I got a four wheel drive. I live in New England, you know, yeah. I'm not an idiot. And I drive past the uh, apartment complexes and I see all those mopes standing out there with snow shovels. And <laughs> yeah. They don't want to do the heavy lifting of, of shoveling everybody else out. So they all just stand there and look at each other. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to shovel it. We'll wait for the plow guy. You know, I'm <laughs> yeah. convinced they'll all turn into popsicles within a week because <laughs> you know, they're too lazy to go out there and, and I don't want to shovel his car out. You know, it's, but you know what? Look at your area. You know, does it, would it be smart to have a generator? And they're not that expensive. You yeah. know, maybe a couple, you know, cans of stabilized gas. You know, do you have a freezer? If not, you know, dry foods are, are pretty cheap. Canned goods, you know, a water purifier, you know, simple things where you need to be able to, uh, in my opinion, at least live within a week in your yeah. house with what you have there. And, you know, every time you go to the grocery store, pick up some extra antibiotics, pick up some Neosporum, pick up some Advil, you know, pick up a few extra canned goods. You know, the shit hits the fan. These are all negotiables. You know, mm-hmm. these are all people that are, you know, if you need to trade things back and forth, um, you know, this is all good trade stuff. You look at, you know, people like to talk about investing in precious metals and stuff like that. You know, frankly, you know, with what I've seen in, in, and I've gone out to these types of disasters for the last 10, 13 years, mm-hmm. you know, the big tradables out there are going to be fuel. They're going to be water. They're going to be alcohol and tobacco and ammunition. Yeah. You know, those yeah. are all the top, the top five that you want to have in stock or the ability to produce. Um, because, you know, your your money doesn't matter at that point, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, you know, what do you have? You know, what have you gone ahead and um, you've taken some money out and you want to go ahead and, and um, stock up on some things just in case? Uh, there's a lot of surplus stores out there. Uh, but if you don't have heat within 10-degree weather, you know, do you have enough gear in the house to keep you and your family warm? Um, you know, for 20 bucks on Amazon, you can buy a big uh, – kind of PV, soft PVC bag that goes in your tub and you can fill that up with water so you have standing water right there that's not going to leak down the drain so you can manual op- manually operate your, your toilet and that's a $20 investment yeah. you know and, and folks don't even understand that you mm-hmm. know when they don't turn that when they turn that spigot and water doesn't come out <laughs> they're dead yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know because you know now what am I going to do I can't get water so it's you especially know especially if it's freezing outside too that's yeah. another thing because everything's frozen you yeah. know, people, I'll just go outside I'm like well not really <laughs> you know you know you just you I think Brandon is just taking a, a couple minutes and standing back and looking at your environment. Yeah. You know, is my neighbor a threat? You know, is he that guy where there's trash all over the lawn? You know, the cars don't work. Is he the one that's going to turn into a threat, you know, if the shit hits the fan? Do I mm-hmm. look like a, a you know, a, a soft target? You know, it's I've seen those folks that, you know, when the, when the disasters have gone through, like Katrina, that, you know, are putting up the signs, you know, you loot, we shoot. All right, now I know which house has guns. Yeah. You know, it's, you don't want to, you want to kind of be a gray man. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you want to kind of be, you know, blend in with the, with the, with the surroundings. But, you know, it's, it's, I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, how much do you really care about this? You know, and right now society doesn't want to see that gorilla in the room. They don't want to see that something like the Boston Marathon bombing could happen. They don't want to see something that like Sandy Hook could happen. Mm-hmm. You know, they want, they want to pretend that these things won't happen. Yeah. And I think, you know, September 11, 2001 should have been a wee- big wake up for us. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a couple of years later, we've already forgotten about it. So, you know, at the end of the day, you know, if you're going to prep and you're going to go ahead and, and harden your environment, don't talk to your friends about it. Yeah, don't tell yeah. your buddies. Yeah. You know, you go ahead and do it and, you know, you give that instruction to your kids and say, hey, listen, you know, what we're doing is we're just preparing just in case something does happen. Mm-hmm. You know, give them that skill set, put them on YouTube, you know, have them start watching, you know, videos on, you know, how to do first aid or, you know, basic life saving. Um, you know, teach them, teach them sewing, teach them fishing, hunting, shooting, all that good stuff. 
um, you know, we do a discredit to our little ones if we don't give them that skill set growing up. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely agree with that. I think we need to keep that alive. It's definitely to the detriment of society. I mean, even Genghis or Genghis Khan, however you want to say it, would talk about that, how, you know, as society moves up, people get soft. He had that thing where, and that's why he would keep rotating his troops out to the field. He wouldn't yep. let them stay in the cities too long, man. He's like, nope, get out there in the freezing cold weather and stay hard. Well, thank you, Joel. Uh, thanks for everything you did, and uh, or thanks for everything that you said, and hopefully I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, pal. What? Hear what I say. We are the business today. Fuck shit is finished today. RT and J. We the new PB and J. We dropped the classic today. What? We did a tablet of acid today. The joints with the matches and ashes away. Hey. We dash away. Donna and Dixon, the pistol is back in the way. Doctors of death. Filling our patients to breath. We are the pain you can trust. Drop it at work. Hooking up curses and